0: We're in a Philly mood here on The Infuse Show, brought to you by Terrapin Select. Shop terrapinselect.com for all your health and wellness CBD needs. Mike, Francesca, you ready to do the show? I am so ready. So ready. Guys, this is a big one. It's yeah. time.
1: Wait, is it summertime?
2: Quitting time? It's
0: boss time here yeah. on the Infuse Show. as my man Steve Van Zandt would say to Bruce Springsteen I'm saying it to my man Will Edelstein the Jewish sauce boss is joining us as our first ever in-studio guest. Will welcome.
3: Thank you thank you so much for having me it's really an honor to be here with the three of you.
0: Dude we're we couldn't be more happy to have you here. Um, we've been smiling since you got here. We met Will up in New York City at the beginning of this summer and I was fortunate enough to talk to him for a few minutes. But a few minutes, Mike. That wasn't enough. Not even close. No. <laughs> we were like, we got to get this guy back on.
1: You said, stop hogging him. We yeah, got to talk I, to him too. I know, <laughs> I know. But he's
0: a very popular guy at that show, as you know. Um, Will, you, you know, we we have so much to talk about today. And the funniest thing is, I I wanted to, the first thing I wanted to ask you because I love this personal feature ever since I've been following Jewish Sauce Boss. You started to make. I don't know when you started this. You begin your day on social media, just sending like a pump-up video to everybody, and you remind them of what I think are the most critical, important things of the day. How did that get started, and and how how do they go over? Because they're a big part of my day.
3: Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that very much. Uh, you know, really, I say it to remind myself, and it started with that. I got very intentional with you know, what I put into my body with what I eat, with, you know, what I consume. And that goes with, you know, everything I read, think about, you know, try and talk about. So I'm very intentional. Yeah. So I say those things to remind myself and then they started to resonate with people, you know, and I tried to put myself out there as authentically as I could and, and, and say things that I mean and I stand behind and and it's really my values yeah. that I share in a, in a concise mantra in the morning. Mm-hmm. And you know the biggest thing people resonated with was you know don't be a fucking asshole <laughs> you know? it's and, true. and and that's really like you know the the biggest thing i've I've resonated with too, because you know even in micro moments you know that little voice in your head, all right, calm down don't <laughs> just don't don't be that way, yeah, uh, you know, and just and love yourself and be a good person and chase your dreams and accomplish your goals and work out. And, you know, you gave me a a tour of the studio and, you know, I'm seeing things that I I resonate with deeply, right? You guys care about your health and wellness. You're doing great business. You're all very professional. And I I appreciate every single one of you. And really that mantra is there for me to remind myself for real number one, say it to myself every day. And then I started recording it and putting it out on my story. And then it started to have meaning for others. And then when I got that feedback and that insight, I stayed true to it, and it's something I do every day. It's, it's just something I did, right? And when I first started the brand, I was, like, a, a little aggressive, <laughs> you know, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I just came out swinging, right? Like, I said, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to commit my life to, you know? Like, yeah. no fucking plan B. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, this is it. This is what I'm doing. And I just started putting it out there and, you know, I'd wake up every day and smoke weed and go to the gym and, and, and and do business and and build my brand and this and that. And the growth was cool and it was challenging and this industry is pretty unforgiving. So I'm just grateful to be here today, right. To walk around a cool place like New York city, you know, excuse me, you know, connect with really cool people like yourselves and then be invited here today to discuss, you know, my initiatives Learn more about what you guys are doing, yeah, and then hopefully see how we can grow together in, in, the, in the cannabis industry, which I believe in deeply. You know, from everything to how it can heal you, to help you, to make people money, and you know, make economies better, improve you know societies and mm-hmm. you know, well, wherever. We all touch of that on, is so. healing and helping. <laughs> it's all it healing, is. right? It is. Yeah. Healing. It's all it, you know, it, elevating.
0: It is healing, and we do have a huge uh, gaping festering national wound where cannabis is concerned uh with that horrible stigma that's been attached to it and and please know that every video you make every day normalizing this mm-hmm. and saying i'm hitting this then i'm going to the gym then i'm gonna then i'm gonna work harder than anybody you're doing a lot to end that stigma and with that's those the daily biggest thing videos.
3: that's the biggest i mean that's the entire basis i, I started my brand on oh, i showed man. up in a shirt with that logo on it And said, I'm here to change the stigma of cannabis and just looked everyone in the eye and said that And I showed up and showed up and showed up and showed up and and learned and failed and figured it out and failed again and learned and learned more and just kept getting back up and never giving up and not quitting. And, and, you know, it's allowed me to grow into the person I am today and I'm incredibly grateful for it and I value it and yeah. I honor it and I'm, I'm excited to grow into an even better version of you know, myself.
0: Uh, yeah. And, and you're, you're doing it every day, brother. And, and like I say, you're, you're, you are something to work towards. Uh, we're, we're, couldn't be more impressed with with the work you do for our community. Before you got into that, before that logo was born, mm-hmm. uh, that, that's sitting there on your shirt and that we have on our studio monitor. Um, can you tell me, like, to our audience likes this? What what was your first experience with with the plant like? Because a lot of us grew up. You know, in cultures like like Mike, Mike and I were in school with the Dare program, and you know, you know everything, yeah, sure. everything, everything being, uh, for lack of a better word, villainized. Mm-hmm. You know, in particular, a, a plant like this. Mm-hmm. What what was it like? What was your early experience with cannabis?
3: Well, I'll bring it back to a different perspective, in a sense. So, you know, my household was was amazing. I grew up with love, kindness, and all the things you would need as a child. Great parents, and I also learned a lot from them. You know, my dad, my dad is is, is the man he's, he's a wild person. You know, some would say crazy, but he is who he is. (laughs) So I, I saw, you know, not saw, but understood drug use and everything from cannabis to, you know, other things as well. Right. So at a young age, I, I got an education on, on certain things to do and certain things not to do. And then I chose my path pretty intentionally. You know, all I wanted to do is get through school and all this stuff and go to college and go to Penn State. That's like what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I did that. And I was re- super excited about it. And then as I got older and, you know, learned and, you know, was curious, I said, you know, I want to try cannabis. You know, I, you know it just it's something I wanted to do. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I drank a little bit. I was never a big drinker. I kind of grew into that in college. But, you know, that was just, you know, with. You know, the, the time, the culture, that was more but social. Exactly. Than yeah. Anything it's, else, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like the lubricant for socializing. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I tried to, to get clear on, all right, let me try this out and see how it is. Uh, but the first time I really remember smoking was these, these two, you know, dudes I knew were older than me. They were like, I thought they were cool. <laughs> like I was probably playing basketball in the driveway with some of my homies just, you know, hanging out. And I was, might've been 16 or 17. And they pulled up at the house next door in the driveway and like some, probably like a Honda Accord or some beat up piece of crap car. <clears throat> and then they put the windows down. I just see the smoke coming out of the windows. <laughs> Hot boxing. And, I'm, and I'm like, it smells like a blunt. I'm like, I'm just like, okay. And it's like, I'm 17, 16, you know, so I'm like, and I love hip hop. So yeah. it's like a big, you know, just, it's in my mind. Right. right. So in my head, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go over there and like, kind of, you know, so I hit that blunt. Yeah, you know, that day. And it was just like, that was the first time I smoked or whatever. I don't even remember too much of like what I felt, but I was like, yeah, I smoked some weed today, you know, <laughs> or something like that. Check. And then, and then in college, I really embraced my relationship with the plant and, you know, learned how to roll joints and blunts and, and, and got interested in glass and, and, and smoke shops and, and, and the culture and, and, yeah. and, and all these things. And then it inspired me to start giving speeches in college about the decriminalization of cannabis. This is probably like 2010, 2011. Uh-huh. And there was a little taboo, you know, to do that. You know, yeah. my, my teacher was like, okay, you know, but I, 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 I gave it everything I got. And, you know, I always said to her, if you're not, if, if you or the audience isn't ready for the information, that's not my responsibility, but I'm going <laughs> to deliver that. it to you anyway. I love that. <laughs> and that mindset at that age was, was, uh, was just how I, I did things. And yeah. I, you know, I didn't care about my grade, but I knew what I was into. Right. And then, you know, even fast forward to getting out of college, I failed a hair drug test for weed, which really? was wild experience. Yeah. So I, you know, I was in the hospitality management program. That's what I did from 16 to 26. And um was in that industry. But in college, I, you know, I just kind of like, you know, did my thing and, Coming out, I was like, hair drug test for a casino entry-level job,
2: you know? And
3: I was like, okay. So I got the shampoo, tried (laughs) to beat the drug test, went through orientation. Yeah. And then I walk into my first day at the casino, and my boss was like, we got some bad news. Uh, You failed the drug test for marijuana. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, so what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like, what's the problem? Like, I'm ready to go to work, like in a suit, ready to go to my first day. And he's yeah. like, you can't work here. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, whoa. It's your first time being like, blacklisted. Like 22 years old. I'm like, damn, weed really can fuck up your life yeah. because the way the world works. Yeah, Not because of the weed. No.
1: Because of the systems that exactly. were built around oppression. Exactly. That included weed. All yeah.
3: of it, right? It's like, it's it, it was wild. At that time, it was a big, it was a big issue for me right mm-hmm. because
1: it's your whole future it's everything you've been working towards and now this yeah, yeah.
3: It, and it was hard pill to swallow lack of a better term <laughs> and um <laughs> you know it was it was embarrassing yeah. but you know just like I I, I I i talked about in the beginning like i grew up in a household that was open communication yeah. you know, all these things so you know told my parents what happened and they were like yeah come home mm-hmm. you know and, and we'll figure it out and we figured it out and you know 2 weeks later i was i was working at chili's uh-huh. which is awesome anyone that works at chili's it's, it's a cool place to work my sister works at chili's to this day mm-hmm. and crushes it she's an amazing woman uh-huh. but yeah i worked there i kind of like got back on my feet and just you know shed that experience and 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 let it you know be what it was you know, I made sure I went after a job that didn't hair test because <laughs> shit was just b- ridiculous yeah. to me. It's yeah. like, I'll play the game, and, you know, pee in a cup and not smoke for a month or two. But, like, nah, this is whack. So, yeah. needless to say, figured it out, got on my feet, gotten in my career, you know, worked in the hospitality industry, mainly the casino business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 26 years old, I, uh, I had some changes go on in life, some real, like, interesting life changes. And I found myself with a pretty open, clean slate. And uh, I got, you know, fired. I lost my job. All just wild shit. And uh, I said, I'm starting Jewish Sauce Boss. And this was five years ago in November.
2: Wow. 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 So talk to us, Will, about that brand and, like, in in terms of how, what it was that you had in mind, what was your vision from it at that point in your life to where it is today, five years later.
3: Mm -hmm. So I thought about what I loved, what I'm passionate about, and how i could be of service in the world or in my community or to the people around me mm-hmm. and you know i was i was in a you know probably 3 months of just i didn't do shit but study work out smoke weed eat well like just just isolate in okay. a sense and then I learned a lot of things and I said, I'm going to create a, a brand and more so a, a personal brand in a sense, right? You know, when you think of Jewish sauce boss, I want you to think of me, but I also want you to think cannabis, right? Mm-hmm. When you see JSB, you know, I want you to know the name, but I want you to think cannabis, you know, and that's, that was the, the essence of, of what I want to do is change the stigma, Mm-hmm. And, you know, the story is Jewish sauce boss, you know, the name, I'm sure we talked about that the last time we saw each other. It's just, it's my values being Jewish, right? You know, the one phrase I th- I think we both really enjoy is tikkun alum, Absolutely. which you know, I know you wanted to touch on and we can table that. But, you know, it's it's repairing the world, everything from being kind and loving and helpful and you know honest and truthful and, you know, all of these things. Are important to me, Mm -hmm. right? And cannabis, you know, helps lead there. There's been a lot of things that have happened, you know, people get wrapped up in cannabis and then it leads to some other drug, you know, whatever. And people always want to scapegoat for something. And cannabis has been that for a lot of years in a lot of, you know, circles. And, you know, for me, I wanted to figure out a way to show up every day and normalize the conversation, change the stigma, and build a brand in an industry that. I I still believe hasn't even started yet, really. Yeah. You know, every state has different rules. Every country has different rules. Every municipality mm-hmm. and town <laughs> and city and- Hello, New Jersey. It is, <laughs> it is a wild, wild ecosystem. Yeah. So the only thing I looked to do was build something that I can own and be and- embrace and and showcase to the world Uh and then know that it is here to help and solve problems along the way. That's what my vehicle, my brand, my my whole reputation I want to build on is helping you and solving problems, providing value, being of service, and staying true to what I believe in.
1: So well I think what's really important as almost a takeaway for anybody that's listening, that's thinking, well, I've always wanted to do a personal brand, or brands are everywhere, especially in cannabis. People are building them, they're, they're leveraging them. I mean, they're talking about them constantly. And what you came up with, I think, is really special in that with the Jewish Sauce Boss, you didn't look at, and at least what I heard wasn't, I'm going to serve the Jewish community, and that's how I'm going to name myself to do that. You said, what are my values? And you connected it to your identity and to being Jewish, and then you leverage that into the, the brand itself. And so the brand is really founded on the values and your identity and not on the market that you're trying to tap. Is that? 100%.
3: I feel 100%. like that's so
1: brilliant and so not the way most people build brands. They're like, "All right, who do I want? I want the eighteen to twenty-five year old males. Yeah. So I'm going to be this." Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, you're 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 spot on, right? Like, I I built this for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, like audience of one, <laughs> <I> build, <laughs> yeah. number one rule you know, branding t- to figure out, like, can I do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am mm-hmm. I capable of this? Am I going to push myself past my limiting beliefs of myself? Yeah. Because when I look out into Ooh, the world and see other people <laughs> who do anything, I'm like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. I can do that. No problem. I'm going to do that. Or I, I study people. It's really not do what people say. It's watch what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of people will be out here telling you to do something, but they do different shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how it works for me. So I study the smartest people, you know. Um, I study branding. I study the smartest brand builders in the world. I study the best speakers in the world. Mm -hmm. I I look to understand the biggest cannabis brands in the world and what they did and how they did it, and why they did it, and who are they doing it for. And then I'm doing mine, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm just getting started. Five years isn't a long time building a business. I'm 32, Mm -hmm. and I'm not a patient person. (laughs) It's something I've had to work on. And with shutdowns for two years and all this crazy shit. It, I don't, it, sometimes it's like, I don't even know how long this, like I've been doing what I'm doing. I've just never stopped doing it, yeah. you know? And whether we're busy and serving a lot of people and helping a lot of people or business has been slower or this and that, I try to make sure I continue to just show up, you know, and show up and push through and show up and push through. And it's hard. This industry's hard because it's, it's unregulated, you know, at the end of the day, federally. Mm -hmm. So this whole thing could go away tomorrow. You know, they could change the rules. They could decide to open up banking. They could decide to let Walmart sell weed. They could decide to let it be manufactured by the biggest companies in the world. They can open, like, this whole thing is different. So for me, the only thing I want to build is my brand, Jewish Sauce Boss, and then make sure I align with the strongest brands that I've ever seen in in my experience. And that's what I do today, which is why I show up with these products Blaze you know, they serve a marketplace. They're a standard. They set a tone. They're consistent. And that's the way the game works. And yeah. that's who I align with brands like that. And this industry goes from everything from getting it from your guy to going into a medical dispensary from going to these new legalization and adult use stores. There's a lot of areas of the industry. So all I can do is show up with my brand and own that and be consistent and be focused and deliver as much value as possible to the end user.
2: Well, the thing I really respect about it also, Will, is that you're focused on what you can control, Mm -hmm. which is your brand and how you show up and what you put into the game. Mm -hmm. And if you do the right things, good things will happen generally. Not always, but generally (laughs) good things happen. And I think you're a great example for anybody out there that says, I want to be in the business. I have a skill set. I want to create a brand like Francesca was saying. You're a great example of that it doesn't happen overnight it doesn't happen without resilience without consistency without a lot of effort and hard work. So it's it's really refreshing to hear you describe the grind that you've been through in the last 5 or 6 years and in the fact that you know it's not done. Mm-hmm. You're not mm-hmm. at the finish line yet. You're you're just getting started.
3: Mm-hmm. Even for me, right? Like I came I came up at a time where social media was was involved in my life but MySpace, you know what I saw, <laughs> what I've seen over the past five to ten years. It's, it's, it's just changed the game. Oh, big time! You know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. and and how you can sh- just just do anything, yeah. you know. So for me, I, I I I looked at what I could do now with what I have around me, and and built out a brand and and got clear and said, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks, mm-hmm. I don't care what you're gonna say, I don't care how you're gonna try and talk me out of this or Tell me it's stupid or criticize where I'm at or how much money I'm making or whatever, whatever, whatever. It's all noise. Mm-hmm. I don't care about anything that anyone has to say about what I do except very few people, uh-huh. literally very, very few that I know are here to help me. Yeah. Okay? And I'm not scared to ask for help either. That's another thing. Like, I know when I need help. Like, I, when I get someone a med card, I'm like, hey, can you refer me to some other people who need a med card?
2: Mm-hmm. Can you
3: help me yeah. with that? You yeah. know? And those are little things and little, you know, nuances I learned by getting out of your own way and stop being so well, fearful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and look before, like knowing to ask for help is a huge thing in areas where it, it's needed. And I, I, I'm actually jumping around. I want to stay on the blaze thing for yeah, a yeah, and use that as an example, because Mike and Francesca have been in the room uh, with producers, with growers who say, I don't know, I, I got good stuff. It just it sits on the shelf. And we look at why it's on the shelf, and the product, the packaging looks like shit. Like or the like, product's not good, or the but product's not a good. A million reasons, but it's like mm-hmm. that right there. You're looking and you say, but that jumps at you. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you've obviously done your homework and study the way consumers read a room when they go into a dispensary and things like that. Um, some people don't know enough to ask for for that kind of help. Like, oh, this stuff is good enough, and it like, doesn't matter what you're selling it in looks like looks like crap.
1: Right. Well, yeah, one of the biggest, I think, fatal flaws of so many brands and of so many operators and businesses in the in the whole industry is assuming that you know. Yeah. And w- as soon as you think that you already know something and you're not testing those theories and using it as a hypothesis rather than unknowing, you are going to fuck up mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you are not unless you're going to buy your own shit all the time, like you are going, you're going to be wrong. So you've got to look at the experts in the room and in the field and in the industries and make them your network and use a community. Mm-hmm. Yes. Don't care what people say about you and your dreams and mm-hmm. your goals and everything, mm-hmm. but also care about and respect the fact that people have come before you, done things well, and you can benefit from that. That's what we're all here to do.
3: That, so. And that's what, and that's what great people do. Yeah. You know, People who've done things, who are who are smart, who who understand, they want other people to to get there as well. Yeah, you know they, you know they'll do everything they can, Mm -hmm. and then it's up to you. Yeah, and 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 those are the people I value. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Those are the people I care about. Those are the people I'll I'll listen to. You know what I mean? And if that's not who you are, or if I don't really aspire to. Anything that I, I see within your lifestyle, I will love you and respect you and appreciate our time together, but I'm not going to listen to you on how to operate my life mm-hmm. or my right. business or my anything, you know? Yep. yeah. And f- for me, the, the, the marketplace that superseded legalization and medical marijuana were risk takers yep. and quote unquote outlaws, mm-hmm. all right? And, you know, I'll bring it back to, you know, old timers telling me stories of, you know, when it was all dirt, brickweed, and then, you know, Colombian weed came in to yeah. the scene, right? And the weed gets better, and the weed gets better, and the weed gets better, and the operators get better, and it's time over time over time, and these genetics, and the history, and the love, and mm-hmm. all this stuff. So, all of those people are so important oh, to yeah. this industry, and their voice is getting diminished, right? And they're, yes. and they're also getting devalued by certain companies who have leverage. Yes. We talked about leverage. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm grateful, right? I'm grateful for the, the space I'm in. I'm grateful for the, for the you know, energy I, I bring to the world. And the history is very important. You know, there's a great book by Steve D'Angelo, The Cannabis Manifesto. It's a wonderful, wonderful book. You know, almost, in my opinion, a must-read for people that want to know the history, get, get the knowledge, and, and, and see, you know, how to do certain things. And there's a lot of great information out here mm-hmm. to build something. But it also comes down to, do you have the resilience to get up every day and get punched in the face, mm-hmm. <laughs> beaten down, by all means, don't get me wrong. There's beautiful days too, but this is hard. Like I'm a young entrepreneur, I'm figuring it out. Yeah. I'm working on my business. I have a wonderful team. I'm so grateful for them. Everything from the physicians we work with to, you know, Heather, who's our office manager and patient care specialist, advisors I have, partners I have, you know, every everything and everyone that's that's allowing me to be here right in this present moment, Right but we would be nowhere without the people who took the risks and, yes. and put yeah. themselves out there. So glad and, you brought that and, up. and that for me is, is very, very important. It's something I will always talk about, which is why I, I, I enjoy showcasing this brand and showing people how to make a good brand, how to make a good product, how to put it in a good bag, how to make sure the colors are right. The, the like there's so much detail in all of this experience. If you go to whole foods, and you go down the aisles you're going to see beautifully packaged goods
1: so like as a sales agency it's so easy to look at sales as just the point of transaction that it couldn't be more wrong <laughs> if you tried mm. because the we talk about sales as an infrastructure it is every point upon like that the customer interacts with the thought of your brand, your actual brand, the product, the experience. So from the packaging, the website, the social, the the videos, everything, down to the transaction, which is the last piece, you need to be selling to them the way that, and by selling we mean speaking to them, allowing them to make the easy, clear choice, because that's ultimately what sales is, Mm -hmm. is making an easy and clear choice. Confused buyers don't buy
3: you right, <laughs> you're right. And, and then I, the product yeah.
2: quality is, is what's responsible for. Repeat, repeat sales. Sale. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it all works together. And I loved how you characterized sale as like one piece of a long train on the track.
1: Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> is.
3: And sa- I mean, sales is so important. You can make a sale at any point in your company. Like, everyone in your company is a salesperson, in mm-hmm. my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Anyone that represents your brand is selling your brand. Yep. They wear that T-shirt to a bar, they better know what you do. Right. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> if you're going to represent the brand, you need to understand what the brand does and, uh, and all of these things. It's, it's, it's crucial, right? So you want your people to be knowledgeable. But I say the same thing, right? Especially with a medical marijuana card platform. Our telemedicine platform mm-hmm. is, is something we've worked very hard on. Right, to hit, Tell us about hit everything yeah. you're talking about, right? Uh-huh. And it starts with wherever someone might discover us, okay? You know, if it's social, if it's a recommendation from someone at a dispensary, if it's our office manager interacting with someone at a grocery store, and, and, and it's a meaningful moment to talk about what we do, to the, to the moment of truth where they're interacting with the physician, uh-huh. right? That I'm not in that room. Right. not the doctor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's a standard you have to set in everything you do. It's all about your standards. Yeah, You get in life your standards. I think I learned that from Ed Milet. He's an amazing, amazing entrepreneur. You get your standards. That's it. And the standards I have are high. Like I want the end user to so go So you to get G- high. <laughs> every, every day, every day, every day. Yeah. Every day. I want the end user to go to jsbcertifications.com, which is our telemedicine platform yes. for medical marijuana cards for anyone in Pennsylvania and New Jersey to get access to those programs, right? I want anyone to go to jsbcertifications.com and have an easy, simple experience to get certified for medical marijuana. And, and you know, our platform's you know, self serving, it's automated. In my opinion, it's easy to use, uh-huh. and we're always looking to make it better, right? Something we did this year that was really exciting for me was we we did the research and we learned that there's a assessment called the GAD-7. It's the General Anxiety Disorder Questionnaire. This is a standard, right, buzzword for the day, in <laughs> medicine that general practitioners or if you go to your you know, family doctor and you're feeling a certain way and this and that you're having that conversation it's there to guide physicians on how to understand someone's baseline of anxiety
0: and this is available at the bottom of your website correct under our resources anybody can go there yeah yeah
3: yeah yeah. and it's free yep right and that was the problem we solved this year that used to be a a third-party service they're a great company they're an amazing company but when i did the research and spent the time and talked to my team i said is this something we can do and the you know the physician's were in favor of it because the unique thing about the, the GAD-7, it was created by Pfizer, <laughs> and then in my head I said, well, why does a pharmaceutical company yep. need to create a rubric or, a, uh, uh, or a, a calculated score for doctors to issue and prescribe pills? Okay? I yeah. mean, I'm just asking questions. <laughs> and then I think, well, I'm doing that for weed. No one, no one told me I can't. (laughs) And it goes within the compliance and the rules and everything. And that is one of the big things as well in this industry is compliance.
0: Oh my God. Yeah.
3: And that's JSB certifications. That's where we aim to, to, to meet that standard is make sure that anyone that goes through that process at the end of that process, they're a patient ready to be certified. They've checked every box. They've produced all the necessary criteria And then at the time they book and schedule their appointment, they know they walk into that appointment confidently and are going to have a great interaction with the physician. And I I mean, we work with one particular doctor. He's the greatest cannabis doctor, in my opinion, I've ever, ever met, heard of, know about. Um, He does amazing work in in even deeper areas of of working to changing policy and, and regulations and being an expert. Need no, guys yeah, like that. No, need, my, we need more of them.
1: You want to drop that name? <laughs> yeah, he's
3: great. You know, I'm not going to drop his okay. name, but um, Show notes. but yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. We we you get his name in there. But yeah, he's uh, he's just a really great person, and and that's where for us with you know everything we alluded to with the lifestyle brand, and you know people resonating with the content and and the values and the mission, and and you got to make sure that happens with your products and services. It's a must. It's an absolute must. And that is something I press upon with my team always in every single thing we do. Take care of the customer. Make sure we solve their problem. Make sure we help them. Be patient with them. Because there's no one going to come to us and not get their, their card, right? The only reason they wouldn't do that is if they choose to stop the process themselves. Okay. So we're getting anyone certified who's interested in this medication access to it because that's the way it should be. Just like if someone needs a medication, they go to their doctor and they get what they need. It's the same thing now. We demonize plant medicine. It's not scary. It doesn't need to be classified as all these different bullshit terms like alternative medicine, you know, second line therapy. (laughs) I hate this shit. Yeah. I hate it, you know. And then it's like people feel smart or cool when they say that shit, especially like little like certain doctors or whatever. And it's like I just show up different. I call people out. I tell you, you're full of shit. I don't care what you say. That's bullshit. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who reach for the plant before the pill. Uh-huh.
1: And are better off for it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Will, as a as a forward-thinking businessman that you clearly are, what happens to your business model in Pennsylvania and New Jersey when they go wreck? Mm-hmm. I mean, is it does your kind of, does it, cut your pool of prospects down? Do you look at going into other states to, and delivering your high standards of support to patients in those states? I mean, what's, what's the future for your certifications?
3: Definitely. So we're seeing with all the states that legalize, there's always a benefit to having your med card, mm-hmm. right? So for example, tomorrow, we're going to be at CuraLeaf Dispensaries in Belmar, New Jersey. We have a great relationship with CuraLeaf and they invite us into their adult use and medical marijuana store. Okay. All right. So right now there's, there's a long list of benefits to, to continue to be a medical marijuana patient in New Jersey to get access to the medical marijuana products and, and I would guess the advantages of being a patient. So right now that is no lines because the only licensed stores that are open are adult use and medicinal. Mm-hmm. Medical marijuana patients pay no sales tax. Mm. Medical marijuana patients have access to higher dosed products at a lower price point. So if you do the math over a 12 month spend and you're a med patient opposed to an adult use patient and you're spending the same, excuse me, you're buying the same amount of product, the adult use patient is going to be spending a tremendous amount more money, right? So there's a huge cost savings. And then to get into the, the medicinal component of this, right, a lot of people are suffering from Tons of conditions, right? Tons and tons of conditions, right? We were at the Jewish Community Center in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And, you know, we did this really fun film festival. There was a screening. and
0: Yeah, talk about that. that that's such a cool cultural event. If yeah, you're, so, you're... so there was
3: 40 people in the audience. So we watched this movie. It's called Greener Pastures. It's an Israeli film. It's nominated for 12 Academy Awards in Israel. The movie was phenomenal. It touched on everything from seniors using cannabis to the medical program in Israel to diversion and people selling weed to the cops getting involved all it was a unique movie great storyline so moral of the story of what i'm saying is the audience was was what i was interested in right i watched the movie three times beforehand because i was leading a discussion afterwards so i wanted to be prepared so the discussion afterward was was the most you know gratifying time for me right like you know seniors are over medicated and under cared for okay so they need options, yes, right? And they need support because they're on tons of medications, everything from blood pressure to blood thinner, to to water pills, to pain management. I mean, and I learned this with my own mom, you know what I mean? Like a lot of things, like way too many pills. It's, it's, it's nuts. So they have trepidation, right? About using the plant. They ask about drug to drug interactions. They want to know, is this going to affect this? How is it going to affect that? I always want to be able to provide that service and and be there. And I see a huge marketplace being senior citizens. And it's something I value because we've got to service 90-year-olds and get them medical marijuana cards. And then those people talk to their friends and they destigmatize the plant Mm -hmm. amongst their community, which brings more seniors into the marketplace. And then for me, right, I look at it as an option. I'm a consumer. If I live in a state and I love weed, I'm going to get my card, right? Because I want access to everything, yeah. right? And, I, you know, whether you still go to your, your you know, your buddy who's got whatever, you go to the legal shop, you get your med card. It's options. We're humans, right? right. We want options. So, for me, I see the market always being there. Even if the price has to go down and and this and that. But the future Jewish Sauce Boss is brand, right? I wanna, you know, my creative studio is a huge future investment for me. Yeah, Yeah,
1: let's talk about the creative studio. Yeah, so
3: that's getting creative. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a place for us to do business, right? You know, we wanna create a model in Philly that is unique to the cannabis community, to the business community, where you could come there and have a meeting, you know, and, and if you're a patient, you can consume your cannabis right? You know, I'm a patient and it's patient friendly, right? There it's, it's just a new model, right? For, mm-hmm. for us to do things. Do
2: you accept Delaware patients?
3: <laughs> Listen, absolutely. Absolutely. We, we, we have reciprocity, <laughs> yes. but, um, you know, and it's under, like un- being a Philly sports un- fan. Un- yeah. It's just part of being under, in Delaware un- under our roof for sure. Right. <laughs> and what, 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 what have I learned? Right. Cannabis is, is about community, right? We want to cultivate a space that's, mm-hmm. that's going to push everything forward. Everything from, Unique meetups, bringing industry leaders in, bringing in politicians, having people have conversations, doing our podcast, putting our content and taking it to the next level, demonstrating Mm -hmm. to people what it could be like to build out brands and bring them in and and help our clients and really take it to the next level and really let the space come to life, you know, and, and not put too much pressure on it. We have a great location. We're in the yeah. Tell
0: them you have a beautiful location, my man.
3: We're we're at four eleven South Street, right near Jim Steaks, <laughs> right near Milk Boy. You know, right in the heart of, in my opinion, the cannabis culture of of Philly, and we're we're there to be of service, right? Yeah. We get you a med card right now, specifically in Pennsylvania. That's the only marketplace that we have that's a legal option. We have a really robust industry, in my opinion. It's, I think, one of the best programs in the country. Yeah. And it's some, something we're going to continue to service. You know, we want to expand across Pennsylvania. It's a big state. We want to expand across New Jersey. We want to continue to work with the MSOs. We want to continue to service the community because there needs to be plans for the community. And we've become experts in community involvement and engagement and, and education and all of these different things. So wherever the marketplace goes is what I've built Jewish Sauce Boss for. That's I to move with it. I That's totally
1: great. see that because you have product. Right? And soon
3: I want JSB on the product line. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I'm taking my time with it. Whether it would be to license the brand, whether yeah. it would be to get a license for myself, I don't want to rush into anything. Right. I don't want to accept investment money and 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 think about all these th- these things where I'm taking in all this stuff and then I, I want to take my time. I want to have a, a clear plan. I want to do it my way. I want to do it with the people in my life who've helped me get here and continue to expand upon it all. Because that's, that's where I see it all going and growing.
2: Well, and that's the authentic part of it that I, that really jumps out at me. When you started off the episode talking about how you started the brand to be you and what you believed in, and now it only makes sense that if you have a product line, it's going to follow that same core ethos. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really good because a lot of people get away from that and they they veer away and they shy away. And next thing you know, the brand that's actually in the market is nowhere close to what you started mm-hmm. at the at day one. So I commend you for that. That's great, great instincts. And Thank it's you. it's not easy to no. to pull the reins mm-hmm. back and not rush in and get something out Can't there because you want to see shiny your object. logo there. Mm-hmm. I mean you're doing it the right way. So Great work.
3: Thank you, brother. I, I appreciate it a lot. And and and, and from you is great. I mean, your facility is impressive. The team you have here I just is rented it, this for the it, day. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you
0: know that you really are like a uh, like a wonderful unicorn in this community though, because how many people do we talk to at trade shows They're like oh, I have this idea, it's my brand for now, but I'm getting this corporate money coming in. Next time we see that person, next time we see that cat at a show, the product's different. Their stamp isn't on it anymore. Yep, they're out. The, yeah, they're, I, they're out. Anymore. Well, I'm, I can't, I couldn't call it what I want to call it. So, that rarity is something to behold. And and like Mike said, I commend you for it. The the uh, it, it's it's another thing. I, I I wanted to get your take on this too because we we've been lucky enough to um we talked to Beth Lawrence from mm-hmm. Philly startup leaders. Can you just talk to you know give us the Philly soundbite because how exciting is it? to be doing this kind of work in a city that really has been undergoing a kind of renaissance when it comes to entrepreneurship over the past few years, man. It's been impressive.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've been in the Philly entrepreneurship startup space since I'm around 25, 26. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Philly Startup Leaders is a, is a great organization. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, there's a lot of different areas across the city that are, 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 are making moves, whether it's creative Art, you know, artists, music, you know, every industry, and that, you know, Philly sometimes gets you know an interesting rap you know, <laughs> reputation between New York, be, being between New York and DC, and you know, yeah. whatever it is, and, and a lot Delaware. of people are. the guy? In Delaware. Yeah, <laughs> right. I love love Delaware, I love Delaware. I used to go to UDel a lot with some of my best friends. All there. right, we got oh, some hey blue hens here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> had, a, had a lot of good times at, at UDel, and. Um, yeah, so I mean, Philly's a great city. I love Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I was born in Northeast Philadelphia, and then my parents moved out of the city when I was young, and then I grew up in uh, in Bucks County. Okay, that's, that's where I, I, I grew up. And uh, f- for me, Philadelphia is a city that respects hard work and resilience and grit and determination and and a lot of things and. And and that's really a lot of the stuff I have. Yeah. You know, it is. And, it is. And, and and I push I push through it yeah. in, in that city. You know, and you know, what you said a few minutes ago was, was interesting. Uh, you know, to to have a brand and then to stay with that brand for year after year after year is crucial. You know, like the other day I was on a run and I saw some somebody riding their bike with a JSB shirt on.
1: Oh my god, that's <laughs> such that a, a good, good feeling? feeling. You
3: know, that that's was like- awesome that was cool. That was, a, that was a great feeling. Right. Yeah. And you know, these things are, they're, they're, those are cool moments that you just sort of smile and be like, awesome. You know, this is, that that's a cool feeling for me. Yeah. But in Philly, right. You know, the, this, the entrepreneurship scene is, it, is what it is. I'm not that, that, I'm not really paying too much attention to it, to be honest with you. Yeah. If there's a good entrepreneur to meet, I would love to meet them. Mm-hmm. If there's smart people to meet, I want to meet them. If there's creative people to meet, I want to meet them. But as far as the, the whole ecosystem of entrepreneurship, I think it, it, there was more going on a few years ago, Yeah, you know, before, before, before the pandemic, before yeah. everything shut down. And then, you know, a woman like Beth, who's amazing and pushing things forward and, and has a, a love and a focus and an emphasis for cannabis is, is, is getting it back to where I think it, it was and hopefully going to push it even further. And, you know, I used to go to tons of events, you know, when I had a different business, you know something that didn't work out for me, but I learned a lot. And I was in that system, in that scene, in that scene. And then I came back into that scene with a different brand. Right. So like, sometimes you got to fail publicly. Sure. Mm-hmm. You got to come back again and show up yeah, uniquely and try again, because if you want to do business, if you want to be an entrepreneur, whatever the terms are, you just got to get to the thing. And this thing might not be it. that. You could fail 20 times, as many times as it takes. If this is what you want to do, this is what I want to do. That, like, I failed that thing to find this. Yeah. You know, and this is this is, this is, is my passion. This is my profession. And, uh, you know, I'm really grateful for you
2: it. you have to look at that stuff also, Will. Is you didn't, in my mind, you probably didn't fail. In my mind, mm-hmm. you learned. Mm-hmm, exactly. And you reset, and now you're going to take steps forward. That's going to help those lessons are going to help you move forward. Mm-hmm. There's lessons you're going to learn tomorrow that will help you continue to move forward. And I I kind of get the impression that he's not one to just sit around and not continue <laughs> to learn. You so, think? <laughs> I can't wait to see where he goes with all this. I can't either. There's, there's a lot of more chapters to this book. Yeah. yeah. Talk
1: about brands. I mean, I think, and bringing together Philly and brands, Philly is a brand. Philly is, and it's, similar to you in the sense that there are multiple things happening that maybe you don't see as going together, but absolutely fucking do. Mm -hmm. So like what your creative space, your certification, the product and branding, like you're not concerned with putting yourself into a corner and saying, um, I'm easily identifiable. You're saying I'm authentically here. And Philly is so the same way. It's the you know, it's brotherly love and it's also fuck around and find out. (laughs) And so it's, It's amazing how well you fit into that and exude that, and I think that's that's very special and recognizable when you you know it, you see it.
3: I appreciate that, especially you know in 2017 when I when I started in this marketplace, it wasn't the way it is now. You know what I mean? No, it wasn't. And people were like, "Why are you doing this here? Why don't you go to you know like L.A. or Denver or, or just a." A marketplace that's something that's, that's already going on or something like yeah. that yeah yeah show up to the party don't i was like why party. would i go there when i could be here and just <laughs> right. do it you know yeah whether you think it's a good idea or not there's no one else doing it they're yeah. scared know? and you're not you know and i just put myself in out here to to do it in this marketplace because i'm like it's gonna happen here yeah. you know like it's gonna happen here like new jersey said they were going to legalize weed for a long time yep. they had a medical marijuana program since i think 2009 yeah so they they were just waiting to to change the leadership phil murphy finally got it through the finish line took a little too long but now we're here same thing with new york mm-hmm. new york yep. is going to be a marketplace we were all there we saw what was going on and since we were there it's changed yeah, yeah. they're cracking down they're 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 getting all these unlicensed operators you know to to get their trucks off the street and this there's just yeah. different things going on and you're getting mixed messages from different leaders.
0: Even when we were there, there was there was a lot of gray
3: area in the law. And the that, whole it's thing it's not gray. so it's it's it not is. so gray anymore. No, uh, no, and
0: that's we're just talking a
3: couple sort months exactly. <laughs> but you saw you saw the the mayor mm-hmm. make some ridiculous statement like yeah everyone smoke weed or just <laughs> cru- something kind of like I'm like. Yeah, you're, it was. You're it, the mayor. It yeah. was almost okay? that bad. Yeah. Like uh, it's cool. Like yeah. be pro weed, please be pro weed, but yeah. but be informed about it. But don't talk and then, like then have like Daddy from from you know Albany <laughs> say nah you know it's not that's not happening I think, actually I, I think mike you know. and i
0: had the same thought at cwcb expo when the mayor spoke and and just like you said but i have got this thing in my head if the mayor who's a former cop is like hey everybody smoke weed i'm like where is, where where am i going to get cracked down now where's the, where's the big reveal or am i yeah. on hidden camera it is
1: such it is it's going like, back what? yeah going back to it's what what, what will said about like that is not honoring the legacy no. that came before and it's not it is so tone deaf, it is. of like mm-hmm. you don't understand the trauma that's been inflicted by people that have been doing this illis- in the illicit market for so long. Yeah, not to mention people are still sitting in jail.
3: Hell, Hell yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, don't in, Pennsylvania, make a joke about in it. Pennsylvania alone, I believe maybe last year in 20, 2021, there was around seventeen thousand yeah. low level cannabis arrests. All right, I have a I have a dear friend, partner. He's awesome. His name's Chris Mandrakia. He's got a company called CDM Law. Doing amazing work for cannabis and and a lot of people in the space. I mean, people in Pennsylvania are getting jammed up, everything from delta eight to hemp to to to, to, <laughs> to cannabis to getting stopped with having a medical marijuana card and then getting a DUI. Yeah, because cops know they could get you on that. Yep. So it's a it's a very hard industry to navigate. It is. It's hard to navigate being a a stoner or or loving weed or. There are all this different stuff, and you got to be careful with what you say. And one thing I'll say is if you are a patient and you do get pulled over, you never say you're a patient. You never talk about cannabis. You never think that's going to help you. You never admit to anything. You don't talk about your day. Nothing, (laughs) nothing, nothing. You don't Uh, admit to one thing. No.
0: It's no. very very Pot Brothers
3: at Law. Yep. Shut yeah, the, shut the so. fuck up. That's yeah. it. It's yeah. true. It's, it's true. You need, <laughs> you need to know the script. You do like, need to know the script. Like, you want to yeah. talk about branding? Those guys know. Oh, we, we had them on the show. Those, yeah, you guys know. We it's had Mark incredible. on the
0: show and th- those guys do amazing work. Yeah, they're beasts. Um, but um, that, yeah, <laughs> and, that,
3: and that's the whole thing. So yeah, you can't forget about people who are in jail. No. You can't forget about the people who are rotting away. You can't forget about the people that are still getting jammed up right now as we speak. And then for the people who've made things happen in this industry who are getting left behind yes. or who don't have a desire to participate because it doesn't make sense financially. Yes. It doesn't make sense to them ethically. It doesn't make sense to them in a lot of different ways. And that's where there's just tons of time that needs to go by and we see where this industry shakes out. So for me, I I really don't worry about anything. Yeah. you know, I, obviously I do, but... I just worry about making sure I'm good enough to wake up every day and be consistent and focused on providing value and giving as much as I can give to anyone in my life that I'm looking to service and help solve any problem in their life, whatever it might be, you know, and I'm a businessman. So if I'm talking to someone and we're working through something and this and that, I have an amazing network, whatever it might be. Like I'm talking to all these people getting their license in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. They all need shit. They they, all need stuff. It's just like, what? Like, okay, like, well, let's figure it out. You don't even know what you need, really. You don't even know the first step to make. You had enough money to obtain a license. You got the license. Now what? Now, how how are you going to compete with Cookies? How are you (laughs) going to compete with TerraScent? How are you going to compete with CuraLeaf? Yeah. Well, I'm going to learn all this right now. Yep. I'm going to learn everything I need to learn on my journey. And then when I'm properly positioned and have the leverage and have my standards, I'm going to go all in in every aspect of this industry that I've ever really dreamed about, further than I've already been.
0: Brother, you, you've you blazed a hell of a path already because uh, the three of us have been to different shows after we met you and people know Jewish Sauce Boss. Uh, you've helped some of the people we've talked Good. to. You've made connections and, and, and fostered a community, and I think that's the coolest thing about your story to me is – part of your whole message and part of your whole brand is initiation and bringing people in yes. and you've done that and uh, you brought us into your world today. And I mean, we're, we're better for it. I and mean, I, absolutely. this has been, this has <laughs> been phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Could you, we always like to play around with our guests with a little, uh, would you rather question? You got time for that? I know you're a I busy man. I got time. <laughs> All I got right. time. Francesca, you got one ready?
1: Oh, I do. I very much do. I think it's fitting for our conversation. <laughs> so, since we talk so much about resilience and strength and, and adaptability and change, would you rather have the reflexes of a cat or the strength of a gorilla?
3: Strength of a gorilla.
1: Really? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mike? Mike, where are you going on this? Mike's oh, deep in thought. This is, this
3: is rough.
2: I have <laughs> a pet cat. I've been trying to get a gorilla, but I've been unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> strength of a gorilla is sick, though. They're ridiculously strong, but cats are so agile and so nimble as far as how they – I think I'm going to go cat. I'd be able to jump, like, so high and <laughs> jump around and move around in different ways. Quick. Yeah. And I'm already, like, sort of strong now, but not <laughs> agile. Oh,
1: so, so you're playing <laughs> – that's smart. I like,
2: I like that. Cat. I like that. I'm going
0: to balance it out. It is it is, sorta, sorta the, it is the It is the ear of the cat, so that's like – <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> it's not the ear of the cat – just jumping back into that song, I'm going cat.
1: Cat re- cat like reflexes, eh? Yeah. What if, I leave, my, let, what like?
0: if I leave my what if I like leave my weed up on a shelf and just bounce right up on to the that top thing. of a building? You <laughs> on can the top of a building. Um, I think I am going to use that kind of uh, the, the cat like reflexes. I think I'd, I'd enjoy. Um,
1: Plus, you could quickly smack somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man.
0: Yeah, quickly, quickly smack some people too. What's <laughs> your answer?
1: I think initially I was going with cat-like reflexes because I love that they don't have any collarbones. They can just, like, melt into whatever shape they get into. Like, they can get in and out of things really easily. But I think I'm going with strength of a gorilla because it is going to be the, like, thing people least expect from somebody who looks like me. (laughs) So I'm always about surprising you and doing what you don't yeah. expect. Boom. So I'll be like, I'm sorry, what was that? Yeah, mm-hmm. Hulk it out. Wow. Hulk yeah, it out. I like it. Yeah, Frankie, you're, Frank.
0: you're not mic'd up today, are you? What, <laughs> what's the, uh, what are you going?
1: Producer extraordinaire. Cat-like reflex. Yeah. Frank wants to be agile Frank like a cat.
2: Like the, the cat.
1: That's true, you can't really yeah. herd cats. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: You're going to save some money that way. But
1: gorillas can control their strength. Like, you could see them peel a banana and then also, you know, like, smash. <laughs>
0: yeah, the Hulk smash. Uh, yeah, Frank's not mic'd up today because we, we we have a fourth mic today, and that's that's a new thing for us, so this, that's a big deal. But, Frank, you made this work. You made this happen. Thank you so much. Thanks, Frank. Been fantastic, it. man. Um, look, there's a lot that people are going to want to know from you and your services, will plug away. Where can people find you, brother?
3: Awesome, Uh, dot com, Jewish Sauce Boss on all things social, and uh, we're at four eleven South Street in Philadelphia. It's our JSB Creative Studio. We're going to be, you know, getting everything set up. Furniture's coming in, designing the inside. We got our signage up up on the windows. We're on we're on the second floor, and we're looking to cultivate community you know, build out our, our space, invite, invite like-minded people, help people bridge connections and, and have a place to do our creative work, which is, is very important. You know, we're going to be kicking up our podcast. So love to have you guys up there at some, some time oh, and, yeah. and, and just keep, keep growing with, this, this industry it's 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 so fascinating you know yes. and and being involved in different areas and 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 what we do I'm, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be here and you know be be with you guys today so thank each and every one of you for the time and 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 you know any way I can be of service just just reach out anything you, if you want to ask me a question if you want to start a brand if you want a med card in Pennsylvania or New Jersey or if you need help with anything uh, I'm, I'm here to, to be of service, so reach out. You're the love man. it.
2: You're the man, Will. Yeah. you are
0: you are the man. Well, we we do a holiday show every year, and, and uh, we 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 share the things that we consider gifts in uh, the the industry that evolved over that year. And last year, I think one that we all came up with without much planning at all was we thought that the return of travel after the pandemic scare was our probably our biggest gift because it allowed us to get back out and meet people in the cannabis community. Uh, so, you know, that, that was truly a gift because it brought us together, brought us to you, and, and when we met you up in New York City. So we're so grateful you're here and that you have elevated – the conversation here on Infuse today. Will Edelstein has been our guest today on the Infuse show, the Jewish sauce boss, the one and the only. It's been an absolute pleasure, Mike and Francesca.
1: It always is. Always fun. Yes. Thank you so much, Will.
3: Thank Thank you, you guys.
0: Thank you, Will. We're going to see you next time from Delaware. Delaware. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.
2: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out
1: more great cannabis podcasts, go to PodConnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
2: I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on PodConX. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at thetalkinghedgepodcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. And I'm out.